And we're back on another exciting episode of Starfleet Boy, where we have a casual and informal conversation about Star Trek. Today, we are super excited to have Starfleet Lord. Hell yeah. Hell <laughs> I just went yeah. To it. I just put us on the air. We're not really live, by the way. <laughs> we don't do this live, no. No, but I don't edit either. So it's just like being, it's the same. So if someone says something horrible, we won't edit it out. Oh, well, neither of us. Yeah. But not being live gives me the chance to just in case you like, what if right now you said something like I am Zool and I'm here to destroy the earth. I have to cut that out in good conscience. And I assume that's a Star Trek reference. <laughs> and that should tell you everything you need to know, dear listeners, about my knowledge of Star Trek. Oh, wait, I'm still failing. <laughs> we're, so we're live and I'm still not in my headphones. Hold on. Oh. Yeah, so this is the part where the audiophiles who listen to our show are going to freak out. Oh. Hold on a second. What is Hold going up. on? Ah. <laughs> Stand Hello, by. Hello, audiophiles. While I uh, tend to my technical difficulties, Jamie, do you want to give the episode summary? Are you prepared to do that? Yeah, sure. Okay, so the episode this week was uh, season oh, six, wait. episode you two. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> it's what? not recording correctly. Hold on. Oh sorry. my goodness. Give me one second here. Here we go. All right. The beats. Come on, beats. Do your thing. Connect. <laughs> All right. Is this Next. just an issue? You can't hear yourself. No. Yay. No, you well, you have to be inside my ears, not outside. Oh, you couldn't hear me. No, exactly. The oh. whole time I was improvising. I was doing what you do. Wow, that's nice. <laughs> that was my sketch comedy. <laughs> it was great. I loved it. I'd watch it again. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, we're, all ready right, to, so... we're ready to go. All right. Great. Uh, yeah. So we watched season six, episode two. Um, that would be a an episode called Realm of Darkness. Realm of Fear. I apologize. Realm, Realm of, of fear. fear. I don't know where Realm of Darkness came from. Sounds like something. Anyway, so, all right, we watched Realm of Fear. Uh, Realm, of Darkness. Realm of Darkness is just life. Life is just... Whoa. <laughs> it's just really... That's heavy. Sorry. That's heavy. Sorry. I mean, no, it's I'm true. Sure. No, it's true, but it's heavy. Yeah, it's true. Incredible. We can talk about that. The Starfleet Boy is a heavy show. <laughs> it can be. It can be. Look at the lighting. Look at the lighting. Can't you... <laughs> it is... It's moody. It's moody. Yes, it's moody weird. and mildly sexually suggestive. <laughs> just like your lighting. Um, <laughs> cheers. I got some water. Hmm. Yeah. All right. So, Realm of Fear. Uh, opens with, of course, uh, the Enterprise uh, coming up on, like, a lost ship. Uh, in, you know, that was on some mission. Like, every episode starts that way. So, um, they uh, can't communi communicate with the ship. They can't reach it. They uh, they got to go to the ship because the uh, ion field is like too dense between the 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 ships. You know, everyone knows how that works. So, <laughs> anyway, it's too dense, and they're like, "No, we can't just uh, talk to these people. We got to go." So they start beaming people over, and uh, uh, Lu Lieutenant, or is it? Yeah, Lieutenant Reg. I'm not sure. Regent yeah, Reginald Barkley. He's an awesome character. I'm sorry you don't know. I'm sorry I gave you an episode where you don't know anything about him. Go no, on. it's cool. All right, so <laughs> Lieutenant Reginald Barkley. 
is asked to beam over to do like some some diagnostics on the on the scene and he's never uh he's somehow managed to net to never beam uh during this his whole time on the enterprise and uh, he's very nervous about it he's terrified um in today's world that would be like if you're saying oh yeah i'll fly over to do that thing for you and then you arrive three days later and not told anyone that you drove there that's the same that's right like the that's same right it would be <laughs> it would be just like that yes yeah, so uh yeah he he describes it as mortal terror uh he he doesn't go initially he doesn't go he actually right. goes to see counselor troy uh gets a little bit of advice and she like has him like start doing like a little tap behind his ear to release endorphins which i thought was sexually suggestive as well but that have you ever tried it though I, it, i'm doing it right now and it re it really works like you feel you like feel really great when you do it here we're plexing right now yeah <laughs> jamie and i are plexing audience in case you're wondering hell yeah <laughs> hell yeah man all right i love it's it it's good yeah. uh so he he's given this trick uh and he's he like kind of he uh, he uses that trick as like a, a fix all. He's like, yeah, you're right. I can just do that, and it works. And uh, brings himself back over to the the, the holodeck. Is that where you're being from? No, <laughs> no, no. I won't. I won't interrupt your summary. But we'll. It's talk not about the holodeck. It. I know that. We'll talk about it. The transporter room. Go. On. The, the, the transporter room. So <laughs> yeah, it's, I have so many terms flying around my head right now. Okay, There's a lot to. Talk. This is a very technical episode. I apologize for that too. But I have all the answers. So I any questions that you have about the technical stuff, I can answer for you. All right. Well, we'll get to that soon <laughs> enough. So. Um, uh, O'Brien, the engineer, uh, yeah. he uh, relates to um, uh, Reg's fear. I'm just going to call him Reg because that's that's what he's referred to many uh, yeah. times in the episode. <laughs> so uh, he relates to his fear, uh, or Reg's fear, to a fear of spiders, to a, like a um, O'Brien's uh, arachnophobia. So he uh, kind of like tells him the story about how you you know. Sometimes you just gotta like dive head first uh, into what you're most afraid of to be able to overcome or live with your fears. Um, and it does work because uh, uh, Reginald Barkley uh, gets on over to that other ship. He beams, he's very nervous about it. There's a whole sequence where you actually see him going through the, the ion field. Um, that, and if I'm not mistaken, Jamie, that was the first time uh, going being transported was ever depicted on on Star Trek, like yeah, it, it looked like it was the first time. Uh, <laughs> didn't look that great, but it was cool. It was cool. <laughs> so he gets over Imagine, to the other ship. Have you ever used Have you ever used Doctor Bronner's uh, Castile soap peppermint yeah. peppermint oh, yeah. one? That's what it feels like. To transfer your body feels like it's just completely been put back together. Yes, yeah, <laughs> that's a way just tingling and, and tingling. doing all that. Yeah. So he, yeah, he gets to the ship. Yeah, he meets up with the team. All of them are like, "Hey, nice of you to show up." Um, and uh, he, whatever, does whatever he has to do. It's kind of not really important in the episode, but uh, then he's expected to beam back to bring some some evidence back to the to the Enterprise. And he actually, uh, while beaming, sees this like thing in the matter stream. Uh, it's kind of like a worm. 
like a space form, but really it looks like a space penis. I mean, I can't be the only person who thought this. It, I really can't be the only person who thought this. It very oh much God. looks like a little space penis. Oh just like God. like uncircumcised, like whole foreskin, just going right through. And it like, anyway, it just gets up in his face and stuff. It and does, he's, he's pretty dead. It, it does look like that, but I swear to you, I never thought of it it even has like a weird mouth that keeps i never thought that, of it like that i swear it <laughs> looks like the urethra of the penis but it is now it is i can't concerning I can't, now i find that i'm i might be dumb for never having seen that but that is amazing that's true <laughs> Go it was the first thing i thought immediately it was like wow that is um and i'm i don't know i i feel like i'm uh oh, I'm, I'm giving off a very very dirty vibe uh, so far on this episode, no, it's, but it's not it's something my, I. No, that's my official. Uh, I, I, from from this point on, that's my stance. It is a penis. It might be where all foreskins go to die. Actually, is what it is. Yeah, right? that's what it is. That's what it is. That's what it is. We all have them just floating out there. <laughs> go. On. So. By the way, I have Thank to tell you. you, your summary is one of the best summaries. So oh. I'm, I'm like captivated. Go on. Great. Thank you. I hope your <laughs> listeners feel the same way. So, I hope so, too. Uh, so basically, the, the, the episode continues. And, and uh, actually, I, I took a note that basically the, um, uh, Barclay's uh, fear of um, uh, transporting is basically like made to be akin to a fear of flying. They discuss the odds of it happening. That something you would get lost in the matter stream, and it's almost never happened. It's uh, in theory the safest way to travel, but it's so like unhuman that it is terrifying to him because it's a very unnatural thing. Um, so uh, at this point, uh, we have uh, Doctor Crusher in the lab too. Like uh, they they have a body from the ship. Is that right? They, they have, have body. Yeah, when when yeah they beamed over and they found this dead guy, but then no none of the other crew is around. Like they're that's like, right. Right, yeah, they're all missing. That's right. Everyone <laughs> the, else is missing. The crew ends up being the foreskin. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I mean, spoilers, but that I mean, it makes no sense. But it's 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 just it is. It is. Uh, I just want to remind everyone right now that uh, we're P we're trying to be PG thirteen. Oh, <laughs> just stay in that realm. Whatever you think that is, just stay in that realm. Okay, audience. Also, you too. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> we're gonna do our best so our, our darndest <laughs> uh yeah so okay uh, so, so this uh dead body starts coming back to life um and honestly i still don't understand the purpose of it in the larger uh sense of the episode but uh we'll just leave that uh that detail in there for now and uh, and uh, Reg's arm actually starts to, to flare up with well, like part particles, that. the way you see them in the matter stream. Yeah, it's uh, true. And uh, yeah, so it's, but he thinks he's hallucinating. He thinks he is uh, suffering from transporter psychosis, uh, which they like elaborate would include hallucinating, uh, uh, the, the paranoia. He, he becomes very paranoid, obviously, on the ship, uh, and that there's no treatment for. Uh, but really, he's actually more of a hypochondriac, uh, is kind of what the point of view of the episode is trying to show you at that point. They're trying to suggest right. that the, he's kind the, of like... There's a lot of humor, I thought, in this episode, and I think those things that you described are all all very humorous in a way, in a weird way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's kind of like a dark, dark humor. 
a dark comedy yeah i thought it was very interesting i'll just stop here to say this i thought it was so interesting how the episode um basically the whole episode was just about this thing that they do every episode all the time that we take for granted is just something right. everyone's cool with um which of course it isn't it'd be terrifying if you ask anyone today to uh, be like uh you know beamed into a bunch of particles and then reassembled no one would want to do it it's not, I mean, I, i'm sorry would want to do it I would do it. I know you would do it. I know you would do you it. You trust that. You know me well enough to know that I'm. I'm. I would do it. I know you would do it, but <laughs> mo so I should say most people would be re initially reluctant until right. we, even, no matter how much science was behind it, we could be shown that it is indeed very effective. The so, behind the scenes, the behind the scenes that you never see. You know those people that run gung ho into these crazy situations of yeah, science. The red, the, the red, red shirts, I believe. <laughs> the is the is, they all find a disclosure when they join Starfleet that like at any minute they could give their lives, right? So I feel the same way. I feel like, you know, oh, you want you want to test your transporter technology on a human? Absolutely. But yet if it fails and I die, you have to leave like $200 million for my next of kin. <laughs> and, yeah. And that's, yeah, that'd be like my stipulation. But then I'd go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. If someone's I mean, willing to share something that that much, I I would probably do it. <laughs> All right, man. Um, I know That's you would. Not an invitation. That's not an invitation. Corporate world. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I heard. Uh, I heard that your country has a space force coming soon. So maybe maybe there's I, a. I would want to wait a few presidencies to join the space force, but I would, I would definitely. I would definitely want to be part of like the administrative uh, and, and brainstorming. Yeah. If Soros is listening, to available for uh, consulting. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And so is Jamie. Actually, Jamie, we could team up and consult Space Force. Let's just I do think, it. That's, I think we should. I think they're taking <laughs> private contractors. This is the Space If Force. you're listening to this, this is our idea. Don't just hop, just hop on the bandwagon. Let us do it first, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Does Canada have a space program? Uh, <laughs> it does, have, does have a space program. No, Canada, uh, where I live, Canada does have a space program. Um, uh, we still send astronauts to the International Space Station uh, quite often, actually. Uh, we don't launch ships from Canada. Uh, did, you, but, did you see that movie, Life? The, the horror movie <laughs> no i haven't i haven't seen it actually i do recall right, we, won't, we, won't, we won't talk about it on this episode but you should check it out anyways all right i'll check it out i'll check it out right, back to back to barkley right oh, so uh, this episode i can i'm predicting your rating go on okay all right so uh <laughs> so basically data scans uh barkley's pulse uh for 20 minutes during a, a random meeting for some other unrelated activity uh and uh basically uh he he recognizes that like something's wrong with 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 barkley he's, he's very anxious so something's up and uh and so uh lavar burton uh has to uh go over um because i believe uh reg is his uh uh insubordinate that's is that right yeah right right all right okay so he um he finds him like kind of uh in distress and so uh and then eventually we see him like just pacing around the ship uh from anxiety so counselor yeah <laughs> sorry yeah 
What's up? He was, he was a hot mess. No, no. Sorry. Yeah, he was totally. He took me back there. So. <laughs> that, you're, that's you're, you're you're so you're so good at summarizing the. Oh, episode. great! You're yeah. you're rewatching the episode right now. I was transported. <laughs> right on. <laughs> Keep going. Just go. Um, well, I mean, that was such a great pun. I just want to say, it took me a minute to register that. Uh, that was good. Really good. Really good. Seamless. Uh, okay, so Counselor Troy ends up relieving him of his duty, at least temporarily. Right. Um, and we see him trying to reduce his stress, et cetera, with these stress reduction programs. But he can't do anything. He, he can't stop thinking about it. And uh, his arm, careful, Sohail. Uh, Sohail almost just knocked his mic right down. I got um, <laughs> This is really a wild ride for you. Um, so, okay. That's super. I'm into it. <laughs> So Lieutenant Barkley's arm is still like flaring up even more than before, uh, even his face a little bit at some point. Um, and uh, they, he, he goes down to the uh, uh, transporter room. Anyway, not the holodeck. Uh, he goes, he goes down there and um, gets O'Brien and he like calls him in the middle of the night to, uh, to like transport him out of the ship and right back into the ship. Because he can't stop thinking about that that penis shaped thing that he saw in the the matter stream. So and and there were there were no um, I mean there were slight fluctuations in his 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 data the last time he beamed, but it's not unusual. So no one really suspects anything. But uh, O'Brien reluctantly does it, and uh, and 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 uh, uh, Lieutenant Barkley. Uh, sees it again, and he starts freaking out. So he actually makes uh, O'Brien call like an executive meeting on the ship and wake everyone up. It was true. Just wake everyone up. We got Captain Picard in there. We got it's just all the all the, all the big what names. The, what is the meaning of this? That's right. That's <laughs> right. So at that point, he tells everyone what's going on, and he doesn't show them his arm or anything. You woke me up in the middle of the night to tell me that you have transporter psychosis. What the fuck? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we're trying to keep this PG. I couldn't resist. I know, I know. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. We're all trying, Jamie. <laughs> all right. So. <laughs> Thank uh, you for calling me out. No, no awesome. worries. No worries. So. <laughs> okay. So uh, Picard actually does the one thing no one has done in the whole episode, which is believe him. And so he basically orders a like really detailed scan and analysis of all the equipment related to the transporter on the ship. And uh, they're eventually testing samples of some sort and uh, there's just something explodes. Um, and uh, a, a Lieutenant Barkley is down and his arm is flaring up and his face is flaring up. Everything's going wild. And eventually they discover that in fact, uh, there are these microbial life forms uh, in the ion field between the transporters that have entered uh, Lieutenant Barkley's body, which is why they're flaring up uh, every time because he he those uh, microbial uh, life forms are also on the samples that we're testing. And so anytime he's close to those uh, samples, he he kind of flare up and be in a lot of pain. So he's not hallucinating. It's revealed he's he's not losing his mind. He's actually really suffering from this ailment. Um, and uh, basically, they they end up coming to the uh, they they come up with this plan. It's the only way to um, to, to to help Lieutenant uh, Barkley. 
um, which is that he's got to be suspended in the matter stream uh, for about 30 to 40 seconds uh, right. to get like... those microbial life forms out. Right. Right. So we, uh, we see him beam up into there. He's terrified. Uh, of course, the odds of him like dematerializing uh, are much, much higher than they are when they would then if he was in there for three or four seconds, like they usually would be. So um, he's in there and all of a sudden the penises start coming just like, <laughs> and he, he kind of like, he's, he's terrified, but he, he has like a, a moment. He has like a, a really big moment where he just um, like grabs one. He, did, he does the grab it. He decides to go for it. Right? He just grabs it. And, uh, and he comes back. So they, they, they get him back to the ship. In one piece. Moral now, of the story. Moral of the story. If, the, if there's a strange, if there's a if there's a strange penis thing in front of you in the transporter field, grab it. Just grab That's it. That's right. That's right. It's not a penis. It's a it's a human being. Go on. So. Timeless advice that anyone can follow. So yeah, all that to say, he grabs it, and when he comes back to the ship. He's not just holding a penis. He's holding a, a fully formed human being who was a crew member on the ship from the start of the episode. And so they realized that, uh, as you mentioned earlier, uh, the, 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 the uh, phallic-shaped things <laughs> in the matter stream were uh, actually the crew members who've been stuck in the matter stream all this time. Um, and the only reason they... Uh, were able to to survive is because the matter stream was amplifying their pattern in such a manner that they could last longer than than you can in that state. That's right. That's right. So basically, he. The, I mean, that's basically it. The rest of the crew shows up. They all beam into the the field to to get the the, the rest of the crew. They save them, uh, and it's all because of uh, 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 Lieutenant Barkley. Um, and at the very end of the episode, there's a little tag where O'Brien. Uh, meets uh, Barkley at the uh, I call it the Synthahall Hall Club, but I'm, I'm I'm not sure exactly what ten, it's called. Ten forward, yes. Okay, ten forward. So he meets him there. They're having a, a drink, and uh, uh, O'Brien actually shows him that he he on one of his missions captured a tarantula, and he brings right. it around with him because he's uh, it's Christina. The it's called Christina. That's right. Her name is Christina. And uh, he kind of brings it around. It's like uh, part of his, his, his dealing with his arachnophobia. And uh, he gets up to go, to go grab a drink. And uh, Lieutenant uh, Barkley, who's now like a changed man, he's, he's strong, he can transport. He's no longer afraid. He's overcome his fears. Turns out uh, it ends on kind of a cute note where like uh, you see that he's actually quite afraid of this tarantula uh, at, at the end of the episode. But it, it's just a funny light thing. And I thought it was cute. Um, yeah, and, and that's about it. I think that's everything. I really, like I said, I really liked well, the, the whole uh, having a look at this thing that happens all the time in the series and actually evaluating it from a very human perspective. That was a great summary. <laughs> I really, uh, I really think that it, it's that whole opening sequence of our show today was 20, 24 minutes. So that's a, that's a promising start. 
<laughs> we do tend to go long when we're both on this. This on is this the, we're playing the on Starfleet Boy. We're playing the the long game. The you know like what Simon Sinek talks about, like the infinity, you know the infinity game. We're not here to like cater to the moment. Weird things happening in the world around every moment. We're gonna just talk about what we saw in that moment. That's uh, it. You know, and that's it. That's that's, that's what it. it's about. That's what we say, do. Say la vie, as they say in French. How do you really say that? Can you say it for us? Do yes. You know? Well, just say la vie. Ah, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very cool. Yeah. Um, there's a French uh Star Trek podcast. I don't know if I think I told you this offline. I'm yeah, sure you have. That. That's right. And I'm learning French, but I'm doing a terrible job at it. I haven't learned more than I <laughs> the, than a few things like uh uh bonjour pardon est-ce qu'il y a un personne qui parle anglais and that's about all I know I mean that's not that's not terrible <laughs> that's not terrible uh, I think you should just get a translator for the episode so like you start oh. speaking English and then your volume like is faded out and we hear a French translator come over I can think we can we try that as I do an unsolicited advertisement for Apple uh, Can you okay. translate me into French? All right, cool. Okay, sure. You know I'm morally opposed. To it, but okay. <clears throat> All right. Let's All right. So today's uh, episode is unofficially brought to you by Apple Computers because uh, I had the pleasure of writing my notes today on my uh, iPad. Oh, okay. I thought you wanted me to start as we're going. No, no. Um, okay. Yes. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wait. I'll I, don't know, I don't know if we're going to be able to do this, but we can Translate that. No, no, I get okay. it. Shorter. I'll go shorter. Go, go. Translate that. Uh, uh, L'épisode d'aujourd'hui uh, vous est présenté par uh, uh, Apple. Uh, uh, Apple, uh, le nouveau iPad uh, extra large avec stylus uh, uh, est parfait pour toute la famille. Uh, uh, only the retour. <laughs> yeah, I feel okay. like that, that was awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Jay. Okay. Thanks. I don't think it was that good, but but I'm glad um, you think so. Yeah. Um, we have a a small audience in Montreal, and I think it's just <laughs> the people the people I talk to. <laughs> ah, you in know, Montreal. whatever. It would be it. very cool for me to learn French. Uh, Absolutely. and transport and transport. Over to Montreal. I have a question for you now that we're in our discussion. Yeah, portion. absolutely. Uh, would you? It's already been tested. Let's say those first people like ran, you know, ran through it already, and like it, it worked, and they came out themselves on the other side, and they've transported like hundreds of thousands of objects and like animals, and like not there's been no problem, right? So now right. transporters are ubiquitous. Like you're probably, you know, what's this? Ten years from now, let's just pretend. Right? Sure, absolutely. Would you then we're, use a transporter? We're about 10 years would, away. Yeah. would you understand Barclays' fears, or would you, or would you be using a transporter to go from, like, you know, say, like Montreal to LA or LA, you know, anywhere, anywhere on the planet, instantaneously? You could go. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Um, <laughs> I would. I would use it sooner than most. Is what I would say. Um, I. I feel like um, I'm pretty open-minded when it comes to that stuff, and I'm not very afraid. I understand the fear. Uh, I think most like children, when they fly for the first time, are actually quite afraid of the idea of getting in an airplane. It's very unnatural, but uh, you can adjust to those things. And I feel like I am cognizant of that enough to, to, to be able to get in there. No problem. Um, I don't think I'll actually ever have to make that decision 
Uh, yeah, but I, I mean, I would. Who, who likes sitting in a plane for like six hours? Nah. If you can just I think be the, there in a few seconds. I think the trans the transporter is not something we'll ever see in our life. It, it's really gonna. It's really in the realm of Star Trek. Like in Star Trek, three hundred years from now, there might be a transporter like what we see on Star Trek. But yeah. I don't think we'll see it in our lifetime. I but agree. we did I see agree. we did see the transportation of an atom though in our hell life, yeah man which yes, is kind did. of amazing. that's making, a, <laughs> making some big progress yeah let's not knock scientists there is actually a real effort uh to do this and it, and it makes complete sense because it would transform the human race uh in it, it would be transformative <laughs> Yeah. If if we had transporter technology, it's like yeah. something we definitely look forward to and develop. <laughs> same, same. And if there's, you know, just like a cure to, ex or like, you know, something that could extend life between now and then to get us there, I'd be into it. I'd Me too. It. There's yeah. a wine, there's a wine you can drink uh, that has uh, some kind of uh, magical stem cell technology in it. That oh like God. will rejuvenate you, and I'm not I'm not really sure, but it's quite expensive. Uh, that, it's a, it's yeah, a, that, it's money per glass. It's um only vampires can afford it. It's <laughs> not just kidding. Yeah, that's, uh, that's outrageous. <laughs> but also the whole concept is outrageous. Stem yeah. cells in your wine. No, it's oh like yeah, it's like a pure it's a purified stem cell rich type of beverage. Uh, wow. That has the same effects as wine. It is wine, I think. <laughs> With stem cells. I'm into it. I'm into it. I think I'm into it. I, I actually don't think I would drink that. I think I, I, it sounds <laughs> too hoity-toity. Maybe a little elitist. Mm. But, uh, but, but what if know, we I... just put... Maybe we could just put stem cells in the water supply. See, that, that would, would be, be... scary. That would be... That would I mean, it would be scary... <laughs> <laughs> but it would also be really interesting to see how that like affects an entire population. Maybe oh, no. it would just prolong everyone's misery, which is not necessarily a good thing. So it's not easy being a human being, Jamie. Uh, it sure isn't. You know what? It's hard being human. It's hard being. <laughs> it's we, hard. We, it's hard out here for a human. That's right. Uh, it is hard out here for a human. <laughs> it's tough. It's only um, getting worse, man. It's only getting worse. Uh. Well, yes. Okay. No. <laughs> Do you, you disagree with that? I know. But... No, I, I told you in the beginning we were dark. We could go dark. It's a very dark podcast. You heard it here first. Life is not getting any better. Um, I okay. think what I, 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 what I'd like to say, for, though, is that I think that's probably a wrong statement for me. I think life does get better. Like, I remember it being really difficult to be a child growing up in the 80s. You were uh, all in constant fear uh, for, well, where I lived. <laughs> Maybe that was because where I lived. I don't know. But I was in constant fear of uh, of shootings and, and things like that. And so I don't think I would want to go back to that life. Now you know I don't what? Fear. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, you, I mean, you're totally right. I mean, it's so yeah. obviously this is a very perspective-driven thing. Right, so right, right. life is not getting worse for everyone. As a matter of fact, no. for myself personally, I'd say, I'd say, I'd say, you know, think things are good. Things as I got older, life got better. Um, things, are, things are good for me because right now we're we're hanging out and sharing our friendship, which we that's, do that's with right. my entire audience. That's what we do. We're <laughs> we broadcasting do. our love to hopefully create more <laughs> bonds between listeners. 
Love lift us all where we belong. <laughs> love inspires love. That's what love we're saying. Them. Oh, look, I have a heart. I, I happen to oh have a heart shaped pipe cleaner. That is very. <laughs> were, you, were you cleaning pipes at any point? Yes, I was, but <laughs> not recently. Like in, when I lived in Seattle, that's why I have these wow. uh, pipe cleaners. That was a while ago. Yeah. Oh, it's cute. Yeah, it was a, over a year ago. I'm so sad. I, <laughs> but I love the tr look at the shadow of a palm tree in the background. It's quite lovely. I had no room. idea there was a palm tree. <laughs> I'm in the tropics. I can't. My skin is glowing, rich with a healthy sheen. Oh, I love that. I love that. It's nothing like winter here where like you need to you need to be fully immersed in a tub of moisturizer for about three hours before and you're allowed to leave the house. That moisturizer should have uh stem cells. And did you know that there are moisturizers? I have to do a plug. Oh. It's an it's an obligation, I'm sorry. Uh there are certain moisturizers uh like those made by quintessence which have apple Swiss apple stem cells in them. And so <laughs> there you go. Jamie. That's you should look amazing. Up. Yes. Yeah. I am going to look that up. It's a and stem I will cell live technology. to be 145. <laughs> you will. You will. I, I happen to know from ex personal experience. <laughs> Do you know I'm actually not uh, 40. I'm 80 years old. <laughs> but I appear oh to, to be a 40-year-old man. And so there you go. We like you regardless. That is right? not a true. That's not true. Don't go fact checking that. I don't need the uh, <laughs> X file showing up at my doorstep. <laughs> All right. But I mean, if it's Mulder and Scully, they can. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm down. I'm down for an adventure. Has there ever been a hotter duo? No. There's a, well, okay. So uh, you've seen enough Star Trek episodes, but Captain Picard and Doctor Crusher have that oh, kind of like. My God. Dynamic. So actually. <laughs> in, in realm of fear there's a scene where everyone's uh, in, uh, in the meeting scene uh right. and everyone's listening to lieutenant barkley and they were standing so close to each other dr crusher and captain picard in this meeting was, i did recall that i do recall the scene you're talking about i was like wow i was like yeah. that's like it was kind of like tmi guys like pda like don't you know what i mean but one thing you gotta love about Picard is that he's kind of always like working I think on our a, next, a thing. our next, I think our next joint venture on Facebook. We with for the audience, you may not understand this completely, but Jamie and I have do do some artistic projects together, and one of oh, them yeah. is uh, our our profile. <laughs> this this for example, one of, and one of them is our profile pictures. Um, so Jamie, I think that we should recreate the pose. And you would be oh. Katz and Picard, of course, and I'll be Beverly, oh. and uh, we'll do. I'm we create the flattered. Post. Okay, no problem. <laughs> well, you have to. You speak French. You're native. That's you're, right. You're, that's I'm totally fine. Young bearded what do you Picard think? with lots of hair. Yes. What do you think of someone being born in France having a British accent like uh, Patrick Stewart? Is it is it something laughable to you as a as a European traveled person as a, as, as a very well traveled? You know, uh, Europe and back person. Uh, Is that weird? I yeah, I mean, I, I definitely find it odd. Um, I find it odd, but I it it speaks to the larger trend that used to be very popular, which was uh, if American uh, produced content uh, ha had anyone from a, a non English country, they just had British accents, uh, which doesn't happen anymore. Which, thank God. Oh uh, um, yes. Not like a great, great thing, especially so when it applies from like the English to the French, it's maybe not such a big deal. But when it applies to like, you know, 
someone from from Ghana, it's like, hey, they're not. They, why are you making them speak in a British accent? Like that. That's just whitewashing the culture. Um, so as far as the peep art is concerned, I, I have no problems with it personally. You know, whatever. It's because it's because Patrick Stewart's such a genius actor that you're like, okay, I can excuse. Yeah. Well, also, yeah. you could totally have a French last name and and be be English. I mean, no, his parents. This his parents true. could have been uh, much like is actually the case. Uh, a lot of uh, immigrants in North America, or, or so not immigrants now, but in in when it was just being settled, the early settlers, many of them were French, and uh, uh, they eventually like bled down into the U United States after uh, independence happened in the states. Uh, a lot of uh, formerly Canadians, I guess, even though Canada was not a country at the time, uh, but French people migrated down to the United States to get away from the monarchy. And so a lot of uh, Americans have French last names that are just pronounced in uh, English ways, much like you would say Picard when it's actually Picard um, or uh, Lafayette, for example, is one that I hear a lot, which Lafayette is a French name. But that's funny. Uh, we pronounce it. Uh Lafayette here, I think, or exactly. Very, yeah. It's a very different just, pronunciation. Wow. Over time, the pronunciation just becomes American wow. or English. So, so I suspect that's actually what the case is with Picard. I like that. I've, give, I've given it thought before. I have given it thought. Before. <laughs> that's really I'm good. Glad you asked. Really me. good. Um, I I have some questions. Let me see if my uh, facial technology. Oh, it did. It worked. I got in <laughs> to to my notes app. Where'd you go? Oh, there you are. I'm right here. Google's been uh, Google's been great, but our internet's been bad. So sometimes I did a podcast uh, episode uh, yesterday, and it it zonked out. Oh man, I'm sorry to hear that. It has been a bit wonky at night, but um, you mentioned the ship in the beginning. It's the USS Yosemite. Okay. And it was a caught in a stream of plasma, and that was very techy stuff. Yeah. I actually met, didn't interrupt you in, in your summary. I, went, I was like, oh, you didn't remember the ship. <laughs> I, uh, um, I just, at this point, I'm just like, oh, it's another ship that got. Oh, did you recognize the, this was my question. Did you recognize the actor who played Barkley at all? Had you ever seen uh, the A-Team as a kid? Or have you ever heard of the A-Team? I have heard of the A-Team. I did not watch the A-Team, so I did not recognize him. No, okay. did we, seem familiar. Anyway, yeah. So that's Dwight Schultz, and so we have to give a shout out to Dwight Schultz, and he's a, a genius actor, and uh, he plays Mad Dog Murdoch. <laughs> oh my god! The A Team, yeah. So, and and if you listen, actually, like I I have become <laughs> this is so weird, but you know, we listen to so much media nowadays. It's like the, there's a constantly stream of information coming through into our lives out there. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How, how do you think future, future? We'll have to talk about how you think future people handle that. But anyways, Dwight Schultz is also just really uh, enchanting to listen to, and I can't recall off the top of my head. But if you do a quick search on YouTube for him, you'll come upon many uh, uh, kinds of uh, links to interviews with him, and he's he's just delightful to listen to. Let's see. Let me just uh, pull up my uh, IMDb real quick. That's cool. A plug. That's a plug. Download the app, folks. Awesome. It's free. <laughs> uh, let's check out Dwight Schultz. See what he got up to after Star Trek. So, Dwight Schultz. Uh, my phone is definitely listening to me because 
It went right to Deutsch House. While you look that up, a uh, trivia bit, uh, the Heisenberg compensators are something that are, are mentioned when they're uh, dissecting uh, the transporter and looking for clues as to why um, the transporter is not, you know, functioning and what, why these, these things are happening to Barkley. Uh, and that uh, I think is a, a reference to the Heisenberg uncertainty principle, which is a, uh, <laughs> ah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, what is that? What would that, call, what would that be called? Like a, a postulate in physics or something like that? Um, I'm not sure, but I actually theory. have no idea. It's a theory. It's a theory. It's a theory. It's a theory. theory. <laughs> so, you, you know what? That that's way way I know, it's, than a posture. What it is is it's it, sorry, audience for uh, and Jamie. What it is is it's it's in the title. It's a principle. <laughs> it's it's, it, it's a principle. It's a principle. <laughs> Correct. I mean, it was right there the whole time. <laughs> the whole time, right in front of her. Face. The whole time, it was right there. Did you, did you find Dwight Schultz on IMDb? Uh, yeah, so he has been doing voiceover work in the video game industry for Ooh. a long time. I would say he was ahead of his time. Have you uh, played for, any for of, of the games that he did voiceover on? Uh, yes, many of them. Uh, he was Whoa. involved with uh, Crash Bandicoot. I mean, he did so many games. It's actually quite terrifying. Anyone who played Final Fantasy games uh, anytime this millennium, you definitely heard him. Uh, he's been in many a Spider-Man game. Uh, with the Final Fantasy movie, The Spirits Within, uh, oh. one of the first all CGI movies. So, I mean, wow, this is actually this, this is quite significant. Um, he he doesn't do a lot of live action stuff anymore. That's that's for sure. Um, he was on Stargate SG One. Yes, he was. Did you watch that show? Are you a Stargate fan? Uh, no, I. I it's uh. a good show. I haven't. haven't haven't really dug my, my, my sunk my teeth into it. I'd be uh, down to do uh, some Stargate, Stargate discussions with you. Oh, I'd <laughs> offline, be offline, or maybe oh, up here. Or we could do an experimental, we could do an experimental Star, Stargate. <laughs> you should, you can become Stargate. I can boy. be Stargate boy. You can be Stargate boy. That's me. Oh my gosh. And we could merge. We could merge our shows. Yeah, they could absolutely. like like the Andromeda Galaxy hitting the Milky Way. It could totally do that. Oh, you totally called out in your summary. I wrote another. I wrote notes about your <laughs> summary. Oh my, my gosh! On my iPad, and you you totally called out the um the parallel. Uh, you you brought attention to the parallel between um uh flying and and driving or you know flying yeah. being the best you know kind of uh way of transporting this ep that reminded me to point out to you and maybe to maybe this is not news to the audience but but that this was the first time that like we've ever dived this deep into the the kind of like um the lore or like the 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 meat of what it, what it, what society is like in the future <laughs> and it's that's like, right it's really nerdy and exciting <laughs> it's it's really cool actually i think it's one of the coolest things i've seen the show do and it's like yeah makes you think of so the new show star trek discovery actually just had a huge um this is really really timely you're not watching star trek discovery jamie right no that's right okay so i'm gonna cover your cover your ears like if you don't want to know but <laughs> but the latest episode of star trek discovery um uh, deals with something very similar uh, in concept, and that's like an organic version of a transport. So, like, imagine if like 
you know, nature invented a, 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 a transporter. So you like this thing envelops you and then ah. deconstructs you atom by atom. And then you appear on another side of the planet in a pod. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that's, oh. that's kind of like the equivalent. And it, so it's such a trippy thing, but travel is such a human. What is your, um, I mean, instantaneous travel is a big thing. And I just, I, <laughs> absolutely, it is. I think it's something we should definitely develop. Elon Musk is I not agree. interested. <laughs> uh, he's going yeah. to Mars. <laughs> it's like, who could we, who could we pitch this to? Audience, yeah. who could we pitch? Uh, instantaneous travel. <laughs> uh, until then, have you ever, Jamie, on a personal note, have you ever experienced anxiety flying is that something you want to share if not i'll share oh, mine sure um i haven't experienced a lot of it i think the first time i flew as, as a kid uh i was terrified and uh i think all the pressure changes like really psyched me out uh the blocking in my ears i just remember like feeling like my ears were blocked for uh like weeks after uh after flying the first time which they probably weren't i was probably just uh psyched out because I never felt that before. Um, so I was like nonstop yawning, chewing gum, trying to like unblock my ears, which no one would fly if your ears were like clogged up for five weeks after the fact. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've never really had any serious anxiety. I'm, I'm very content to be like, the data says it's safe. I'm fine. Uh, this turbulence can't shake me. Um, even though I, I feel like I hit a lot of turbulence on every single flight that I'm on. Um, oh, wow. I hope that's not like a curse. I hope that's just a normal thing that turbulence but occurs all the time. You can you can totally relate that to what Barkley, like other others may have experienced these like anomalies going, but, but Barkley's sensitivity to it. Uh, like maybe, that's right. <laughs> like, that's right. <laughs> it means something. It means it means that if you see a penis in the matter stream, if I see a, if if we hit turbulence and penises start falling from the overhead compartments, <laughs> I know exactly what just, to do. Just grab them, grab them, <laughs> get right at them. They're human beings. They're not penises. Oh my gosh. This is uh, I don't know what to do. I can't stop. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. So, so tell us about you've your accepted, experience. You've accepted this idea into my brain. I, I didn't know. incept anything. Gene Roddenberry <laughs> incepted this idea. There's no way no one thought, hey, no, there's no way no one on the production team or in the writer's <laughs> room or like when they saw the episode, they were like, hey. This, this is just a penis, right? Like, it looks like a penis. A lot. Like, a lot, a lot. No. It's not It's not the job of art to, 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 like, be sensitive to its audience. It's, it's, it's the job of, of the audience to bend to the art. No, I don't know. Uh, something, something a, that's oppressive out. art. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with I don't I don't agree with myself. Okay. <laughs> I, take, I take it back. I take it back. I was just trying to find something profound to say about that. Mo I mean, <laughs> to, it, to get no, us out of the penis, uh, the penis mode. <laughs> it's really me. It's just me who has to get out of the penis mode, and I'm gonna do that. No, 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 no. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. <laughs> uh, so, so tell. Yeah, I want to hear about your experience with anxiety. Fine. 
Oh, uh, so so in recent, uh, first of all, I, I since you mentioned the first time flying, uh, my very first time flying was a, cl close to the age of two, and all I can remember uh, is it, something that I might even be making up. You know how those early memories are; they're just like kind of like pictures, right? I don't know if yeah. that, <laughs> that's your experience, but that's mine. Sure. Um, and I remember being walked through the aisles. It was a long flight. It was from Pakistan to America mm -hmm. <laughs> and through through Germany. It was like a Pakistan, Germany to, and then to California. Uh, okay. was, so it was a very long flight. And I do remember yeah. just like walking through the aisles of the airline and that being like something wondrous. Uh, and also the ear popping, I actually remember, but that might be a later flight because I've flown a lot as a child. But the first time I started getting anxiety was not till very recently. Um, you know, we've had a few like airline accidents uh, that in my lifetime, we've had a few airline accidents. And I just like yeah. kind of like can't help but get into a, a flight and think, oh, no, is this going <laughs> to is this my last moment on Earth? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it could be. But yeah. you could also think that every time you get in a car. Um, which yeah, yeah. has a higher fatality rate, right? No, it's true. It's true. Yeah. I, 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 I'm not saying that it's not true. I'm just saying that like the anxiety does exist, and it, it's of the course only it thing. Does. It's the closest thing I can relate to Barkley with the transporter. Like I actually uh, am flying a lot, and I enjoy it <laughs> with a little bit of help from the liquor. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Loosen up. Loosen up. That's too bad, actually. Do you have, have you considered that? How synthahol like cannot work? Like you can't go to the transporter room and be drunk. Uh, you can't go and just like yeah, synthahol is an amazing. Yeah. So if you're trying to like yeah, you ease have up to face your, your tension, you, you just in can't. the future. You, in the future, you just have to face your fears like Barkley does, and I think you know that's like the ultimate thing. Uh, I do remember. As a kid, feeling when I saw this episode for the first time, I swear I didn't think of the penises. I think I was just a little too young <laughs> to like to have made those connections because I was yeah. like, I was, I was th that time, <laughs> and then I, I think like the second time I watched it, which was more in my adulthood, like in my early 20s, I probably thought that it was like bad. But I don't know that I, I just never thought it was a penis. Like I need well, <laughs> for I me, mean, I need there. I need there to be like more <laughs> pubic hair, more pubic hair. There has to be something. Yeah. There has to be something more for it to. If there was a scrotum <laughs> and some, some curly hair, but... <laughs> would have been a little more obvious. But you know, we we on Starfleet Boy, and this is now this is going to be a secret episode of Drunk Space Nine. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm just gonna we're we're throwing out the rating system, audience. If you're if you're if you've gotten this far, <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's rated R today. Just tune out if you're not into it. <laughs> That's right. Just That's right. Out. If you if you're a twelve year old, if you're a twelve year old, go away. Uh, yeah, gonna, we do that you go away. Yeah. And, YouTube, and sure I think you YouTube homework. has a good job. <laughs> <laughs> I think right. it does a good job. It I marked myself, you know, in all the appropriate categories. Nice. So we got to <laughs> go nice. away, anyways. Just go trying away. to save. We're trying to save the episode hard right now. We're trying to save. <laughs> we're hoping this is salvageable. It might end up on Pornhub. It's this so is no. I, this is the most fun I've had on a Starfleet boy uh, in a while. This is the, this is the most fun I've had hanging out. Just uh, this have is you, what we're doing. We're, we're doing a Google Hangout. Have, <laughs> you, have you considered posting these videos to Pornhub? 
I will not do that. Like the, like the most explicit ones. It's just a thought. No, I can't. I, <laughs> I mean, there, we, you can just make the description like no sex, but a lot of talk about penises. <laughs> look, and space penises. There's there's market. Anyway, look, I, so now this episode will not end. It will not, definitely not be marketable to anyone <laughs> uh, uh, under the age of 18, I'm afraid. I, or whatever I the age to... of consent may be. I, uh, I, I, I read the. I read the big thing, the like legal document that YouTube expects you to read to like. You know, oh, wow. not, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, like over time. It's, yeah. It's it was like, it was like reading the Lord of the Rings trilogy. It's not something I read in, in one sitting. It was more like, oh, I have a question. Let me refer to the. That's a smart way to document. use it. But the, the problem is, is that it changes. <laughs> it's like constantly it's like yeah. changing. Yeah. It's a living document, you know. So like li it's oh, we just gosh, go with the joie de vie here on Starfleet. <laughs> yeah. The the see I learned another <laughs> There are a lot of French expressions out there for sure. The joie de vie is a good one too. I mean so it just feels right, you know, it just feels yeah. right. Do you think there's a USS joie de vie out there, like in the Star Trek universe? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> USS Genevieve. Um, uh, you know, maybe. I mean, how many ships are there? How many uh, USS ships are there? Uh, that's a really good question. It depends on the timeline. Uh, a, a, a Google search will. I I don't have that information on my on top of my head, Jamie. I'm going to give you an estimate, okay. but a Google search will reveal the actual size of the Federation Navy, uh, if you okay. will. I don't have so, Google. So. What is that? No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Okay, I was like, what do you? Everyone, everyone has Google. Google. It's not a thing you right. have. It, it just Google exists with or without you, regardless of whether or not you want it. <laughs> it does. Yeah. It's like the boundaries of the universe. It's like, no, it, it's just they're there. You can't do anything about it. You know? On the on the Joe Rogan podcast that uh, Joe Rogan called to to light in a recent episode, I think it was the one with with Brian Cox or someone. I forget which episode it was, but he says that Google removed the "Don't be evil" uh, like uh, you know mission statement from its 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 uh, <laughs> its like. Is that right? Yeah. That's, well, that's what he said. I don't know if it's. Oh, I don't know where to God. verify this information uh, from. But. What a thing to do! Of all the ones <laughs> to block off, like, don't be evil. Although maybe they're just being honest. Because let's face it, they're evil. I have to say that, like, I. Think that... Oh my God! The connection's like going a little <laughs> the concept here, and I think it's because I just dis. Yeah, we're good. We're going right back. <laughs> the Star Trek, because Star Trek actually deals with like evil a couple of times. It's an interesting uh, way of dealing with it, uh, and and it it. I think Star Trek has always tried to like give a little bit of sympathy to the devil because uh, the concept of evil is so interesting. Because I I I don't know about you, but I like strongly associate. I just bumped my mic. Constantly. Yeah, I strongly associate it with the supernatural, and but then I personally. Uh, don't think the supernatural exists. Like I think right. that, like what right. we perceive as the supernatural it may just be another dimension, or, yeah. or perhaps like you know whatever. But <laughs> so it's a that's a tough question. That's you a know, super hard question. That's a tough question. So like removing "don't be evil" does that acknowledge that? Oh, maybe you're just trying to say that like true evil 
is a fiction or are you i don't know what it, it's going deep i mean yeah it could be you're right it could be it could be i just get the feeling that it was like a liability for them it's like oh let's let's take this uh I so think they should. To be I don't. Able. I don't know if there's anyone in the audience that listens that uh, is somehow associated with Google. But I propose, and maybe someone else has already proposed this. But maybe they should replace "Don't Be Evil" officially with "It Feels Good to Be Good." It feels good to be good. I like that. It I feels like that good lot, to man. be good. I mean, like yeah. I think that says the same thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it does. And and from a legal standpoint it doesn't tell you not to be evil so <laughs> i mean i'm just saying that's exactly how google would consider it like it's good to be good but if you choose to be evil we won't do anything it, about it. it it feels good to be good that should be in fact starfleet was first mission statement as a corporation or an entity uh if we were one which i'm not sure if we are i think we are uh, <laughs> it feels good to be good we share that with you google if you if you uh, use it all right it should be humanity's uh <laughs> statement of purpose <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, it should be. It really, truly should be. And unfortunately, and it isn't. It is in Star Trek. Uh, it is in Star Trek. <laughs> it is and that's why Trek. we have entertainment. To, to give us, to inspire good things. Uh, uh, at least in part, that is why we have entertainment. This uh, this episode uh, <laughs> this episode is also great, I think, because uh, when I was a kid, uh, the kinds of anxieties I dealt with as like, I think I was like a 15 year old when this episode aired were anxieties uh, set around like, you know, just the usual things like romance and like, you know, uh, uh, moving out of the nest, that kind of thing. <laughs> it's interesting how life is later on, uh, how things turn out. But uh, I remember like the plexing was something that I did and I really? think youngster, yeah, and, and my group of friends actually we plexed whenever it was like oh my in, gosh, it was like a stressful situation. That was a real thing. Let's flex. <laughs> Are you stressed? Then plex. See, look, it's the market. Mm. Are you stressed? Then plex. So you can plex. They should add that to the list of uh, uh, Google uh, mantras. If you're stressed, you plex. <laughs> Do you think? Do you think that um, would you, if you were, if you, if you were on the Enterprise and you were going through like anxiety, would you? Do you like Counselor Troy and how she like you know does therapy, or or would you think she's like too much based on what you've seen of her? Uh, no, I, I feel like she's good. She's good. She's a little old school. Uh, she's like, she's uh very very involved in the session. She's like uh. All right, uh, I'm going to tell you uh, X amount of things. I'm going to give you a coping mechanism. Do this, do that. I think I think the new wave of therapy is like a lot more laid back, just kind of like, yeah, I'm listening, and they don't really say much. Which, but but they say things, but they're just like, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Do you think that's because? And then blah blah blah. Uh, but uh, I mean, yeah. If, if, if you know, if she was counseling me, I'd be like, okay, cool. Let's try it out. Why not? Why not? She seems smart. Uh, <laughs> do you sense that they're friends because they are <laughs> oh my gosh no are you serious that's a conflict of interest 
No, well, so that's the thing. In the future, uh, Counselor Troy, the conflicts of interest don't don't really exist in the future. Counselor Troy what? is so professional. Like every the one of the great things about Star Trek: The Next Generation, I think, as a show, if you go deep into it, is like from the, like the one thing they all seem to share in common is that in the end, they're always very professional. Uh, these people work with each other. And they 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 hold each other's lives in their hands, you know. I mean, like, right. if you don't trust Counselor Troy, she may not like, you know, she she may not like feel comfortable working with you. And it's like she's not gonna let that happen. She's a, she's a pro. Right, right. I mean, that's great. I don't think humans could ever pull it and off. Right. I think that we can. Like, psychologists are allowed to have friends, Jamie. <laughs> well, of course they are, but uh, I don't think it's well advised for them to to like conduct therapy. On a friend. For their friends, yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Well, they yeah. became friends through her. Th oh, that's, the, well, that's, uh, that's the part I left out. Yeah. 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 They're friends because of the therapy. So you're saying that, like, this on this whole ship, like, Counselor Troy, she, no, but she, has, she can't be friends with everyone. She's, like, canceling <sighs> yeah. everyone. Yeah. I mean, like, it's complicated. No. This situation is, is very complicated. You're, like, a strict uh, person when it comes to uh, 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 professionalism. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Uh, can't you tell by the way I look? Um, <laughs> no. So, no, I can't. You look oh, like Jesus. Oh, you, come on. Jesus uh, was mad. Professional. He was like, I'm going to die for this. You um, could play, if if you're ever interested in acting, um, I don't know if this is a role that will ever appear, but um, you could play, I don't think you even know who this character is. You might, uh, but you could play a young Cybok. Which is Spock's half half brother? Oh, this, yeah, Cybok is the son of a Vulcan princess. I think you have the. You should be like auditioning for for oh. that role. Yeah, me can some... you imagine putting on pointy ear prosthetics and like big eyebrows? Like yeah, like yeah, having like the Vulcan eyebrows and just being oh, like gosh. this like. You'd be an Uber. Uh, so Vulcans are um, Vulcans are. Um, you know a logical society they they value logic in in the same way that we would uh we would regard religion or you know anything right. everything is like they serve logic and they think of it as a, a concept higher than just like you know a philosophy or whatever right. and uh and so they also believe that they should have an emotion so i'm i don't know why i'm prepping you for this role that you might not even be interested i'm, in I'm ready for it I'm ready. <laughs> but anyways you just look up that you, you probably already knew all this but look it up Maybe. if you didn't and and go for you should, <laughs> just go for a vulcan be a vulcan <laughs> i'm uh, i'm kind of into that <laughs> they uh they I, I have to warn you though you have to be practiced in not expressing emotion oh i sure am no you're not you're very yeah, good at it. <laughs> no. i i can be i can be I can no be for a role yes i agree that uh, yes you yeah. could i agree i have confidence in that me too <laughs> good and proper what else do we want to talk about this episode whatever you would like to talk about okay. um well, did you have any sci-fi uh, questions or like, did you, do you, are there any questions about the transporter? I'm like really excited to like know what you think of that technology and like how it works and like, you know. Yeah. Okay. So like what's the maximum distance you can transport over? Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> Cause like there's a part of me that's kind of like, why don't they it just totally varies. It totally okay. varies. Okay. In this episode, in this episode, it would not be a great distance. It would be the distance uh, safely. You, 
within the safe parameters, I would say it would be the distance of like a standard orbit above a planet to the surface. Okay. Uh, and that's considering, uh, uh, and that, that, and that of course is like considering that the conditions are favorable because as you saw in this episode, like they had to link the two transporters together in order to even uh, send the crew over in such a fashion. That's not a regular practice. So, you know, the, the, the stream of energy traveling between the two stars uh, was that, you know, it caused that much interference. So uh, it all depends, but like, yeah, I would say standard orbit would be the safe distance you could transport. And that's what, like, what is the standard orbit from earth's surface to, uh, to the ground? Is that uh, 20, 20 miles. Okay. No idea. Oh, I use the metric system, but I'm, as, I'm a not sure fact, as a matter of fact, in we were talking about traveling by transporter on Earth. Like, uh, I don't know, I don't know if you know this, uh, but but uh, on Earth in the future in Star Trek, they pre- like if you look at Star Trek as an oracle for the, for what the future should be like. Right. Uh, <laughs> they they predict that um, there still is other forms of transport. Like most people. Uh, will transport from Miami to let's say Pakistan, which is something that you know I might do right. uh, in the future if I were still born in Pakistan in the future. Sure, yeah, uh, those kind of things you'd still take shuttles for, but the shuttles oh. like take an hour. You, you like uh, travel on the planet is like fast no matter what. So even if you take and there's like trains too that traverse the uh, continent. They're floating on floating tracks, which is really cool too. So the earth has like a magnificent array of, uh, of forms of travel. So I think like the future society has less anxiety about travel because there's a lot more options available and and people aren't stressed out about, you know, like traveling one way or another. Right. Right. There's a wide array of options available. I, uh, I like that that a lot actually. I mean, that, yeah. that makes sense. I mean, obviously, they can't just transport everywhere. It would, it would be horrible. Uh, I think but. in in somewhere, perhaps, uh, you know, uh, there's the pro- what is promising is like the uh, the Teslas, you know, with the self-driving, you know, just autonomous vehicles, I feel are a very exciting concept because I think that like uh, anyone who wants to automate their vehicle should be able to with like a simple kit or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, the CEO of the company I currently work for called compass, uh, portrays this like beautiful kind of vision about, uh, a life where you go to bed at night and your car goes out and makes tons of money for you driving around passengers by itself. And then it comes back and parks in it's, you know, little charging, area and then you get in and you go to work and like when i think of a vision like that i'm like oh yeah it's like you can you can conceive your you can conceive a world in which like if you're if you're a driver and that's how you make your living you can actually continue to make that living yeah uh, by by using automation to your benefit and and so that's that's really cool i've never considered that that's really sweet yeah whoa yeah Make I'm money just, while I'm you sleep. That's the slogan. Make money while you sleep. That's yeah. How you, I'm how gonna you invest it. in a couple of self-driven cars and, and and be a billionaire. I think you should. I think you should. Hell at yeah. least you can at least live a life. Uh, you can at least live a life where you can buy the groceries. Yeah, and pay like a rent. billion dollars worth uh, of uh, 
That's nuts. A <laughs> billion dollars worth of groceries would be an amazing thing if you gave it away to the world. And yes, uh, yes, yes. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I hope you got some non-perishables in there too. It, it, it feels good to be good. Uh, <laughs> it feels good to be good. Well, I want to mention, Jamie, since we're uh, <laughs> since, since we're having such a great time and singing, uh, <laughs> that you are. Uh, the audience on YouTube doesn't get to experience this, but uh, for the audience that's listening in podcast form, you are the composer of the Starfleet Boy theme. Uh, that's correct. And, um, sure am. Yeah, and it plays at the beginning of every episode. Uh, there's over a hundred. Well, sorry, in, in the beginning of from season someplace on, we have over a hundred episodes. So you're congratulations you a lot. That's amazing. Yeah, it is the official yeah. theme. And it will be until ad. Well, I have to ask you uh, or or commission you to uh, do um, one for the original series, which is the next Star Trek adventure. Oh, um, well, that's but, exciting! I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you have plenty of time. We have a whole season. It's going to be another year, I think. Until yeah, yeah, no, no, no. But it's, it's good to have more coming down the pipeline. Good to have <laughs> yeah, coming down the pipeline. Just mull over that and think of the original series because you are are you know it's like. I saw this documentary with uh, Steven Spielberg working with John Williams. And, you know, if, if Starfleet Boy wants to work with someone, it's going to be you. And so, therefore, I also recommend you to our audience at large. Uh, yeah. Jamie does awesome things with music. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's very kind of you. Uh, can, we, can we take this moment to also uh, bring light to uh, to an album that you just released? Uh, and do you mind sure. telling the complete – imagine that you've never heard of – you as an artist, do you mind pitching to okay. my audience who you are? <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, so um, uh, I, I, I write and record under the artist name Find. Uh, that's spelled F question mark N D. Uh, and uh, in October of last year, I uh, released a uh, dark wave EP. So that would be dark synthwave music. It's instrumental. Um, if you're familiar with synthwave, it's uh, you know it's it's just it's synthwave with a uh, a little moodier, kind of like this show. It's it's very dark and heavy. Um, so I released an EP by the name of uh, Temper Tantrum, uh, which is available on all major streaming platforms. So Apple Music, uh, Spotify, Tidal, YouTube Music, Google Play. All of them. It's also on SoundCloud. You can purchase it on Bandcamp. You can purchase it in the iTunes store if you like. Um, and that's about it. Just like check it out. Give it a good listen, uh, especially if you're into to instrumental music um, or electronic music as well. So yeah, that's 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 pretty much what I do. That's what I do. Was that an Very okay? Cool. Was that an okay pitch? Yeah, I, I think you did. I think you did a good job. I mean, like you know. I, I think that uh, I, I was going to interrupt you at one point, uh, but you filled in the, the part. Look, if you <laughs> like the music of someone like uh, maybe John Carpenter, uh, you know, you'll probably like this. Oh, wow. Well, I didn't there's know. A, there's an elevator pitch. I didn't, I didn't know to, uh, I don't now I have to listen to John Carpenter's music. That's awesome. Cause I like your music. So I can oh, only well, imagine you. I'm going to like John Carpenter's music. So thank you. Oh, that's, that's very cool. kind of you. Um, you actually, uh, have, uh, incepted, uh, beautifully. I have iTunes music and I, I use the algorithm to my, to create these like, you know, new playlists and things like that. And sure. I love whenever you introduce a new artist into your, uh, playlist, it, 
uh, it allows that music to like kind of it changes the whole thing. It's a really cool. I don't know how it works in the background, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but it, it was neat today. I was listening to my to my chill mix, and you came in. I immediately was like, oh, that's Jamie. Like it put you in there, and I was oh, like, oh, nice, really cool. That, yeah, I'm I don't know how it did that, but you that's really cool in there. I have no idea how it does, <laughs> and they won't tell me how they do that for sure. Uh, Unless you wanted to work for them and like you know. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, if I wanted they, to. They being Apple. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I, and I would never. I would never. I what? Would never. What are you kidding? Apple's a great company to work for. I would never. No, you should. That I. I'm forcing you to take that back. I'm too. I'm too. Uh, I'm, I'm. I'm too. Uh, 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 anti-establishment. I'm too. I don't know uh, what that. You are the establishment. I don't know what you're. you're I, I mean, doing. I am the establishment. I know, but... so I don't understand why you you're anti yourself. You're great. You're a great person. <laughs> Stop being. Well, thank you. No, it's just uh, I'm more of a small business guy. You know, I'm a, I'm a yeah. So it's, I mean, the app. I mean, Apple's dry. I Apple, know, Apple's one of the biggest companies in the world. I know, they're but they're like Google. Business. They're just everywhere. It's like you have. to. Ah, uh, yeah. No, I mean they're great. They're great. I'm not knocking Apple. I'm not knocking Apple. Everyone buy a PC. Um. I'm not knocking Apple. <laughs> I hope in French you didn't say some horrible things when you were doing No, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> like, like, really? I, I, I grit my teeth the whole way through, but I, I said some nice things about wow. the iPad. Well, not a great uh not not a great many people have probably made it this far into our discussion because we haven't really <laughs> talked about Star Trek, so it's okay. Um, usually it's don't. Okay. Uh... <laughs> um was there any other question about the transporter technology or even about Barkley or any of the characters? Does Barkley come up? up? Uh, is, is Barkley in any other episodes of the show? Yeah, I think that there, I think you can easily, uh, if you go back and, you know, do the Dwight Schultz uh, IMDb Star Trek filter or whatever, right? Right. right. Um, you can see his other episodes. I highly actually, if you're bored and, and just have a beer and watch the other episodes, cause they're all delightful starting from the first one and he'll nice. keep on coming back. And he actually, the character uh, traverses. I don't think he appears on deep space nine, but, but he may. And, and he definitely appears on Voyager. Oh, and he's right actually on. crucial to the uh, ending of Voyager. And he comes back in the film. So Barkley is like a oh, beloved wow. uh, and you know, he's like the Q or like, you know, he's the character that, you know, they keep bringing back and we, 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 I, I think everyone, the majority of people agree that he's, he's like a, a favorite, a fan favorite. Oh, wow. Well, I'm happy. I'm glad I got to watch one of his episodes then. What was your, well, well, since this is first, your first exposure to him, what were your impressions of this character? Like what were your raw feelings when you uh, were I felt like he was meek. He was very meek. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Now that may just be how it probably is just how he was portrayed in this episode, given the circumstances. But I was kind of like, oh, this dude looks like he's always in a flop sweat, like just like panicking, late to work every day, kind of like, uh, you know, kind of like, uh, like maybe he forgets to brush his teeth a few times a week. Like, yeah, you're overwhelmed. Um, yeah. That, that's kind of the vibe I got. But I, I liked him. He was endearing and he was very, like, very human. Yeah. That's like definitely part of his struggle. You kind of nailed it. So, yeah, I would say that that's true about him. But he, <laughs> he, my lighting too like i got really monochrome yeah you are uh that palm tree is gone 
Let me demonstrate. We've been talking for a long time, Jamie. We're yeah, the, the, wrap up the, the, the podcast. Yeah. But okay. let me demonstrate Apple technology at its finest. Oh my gosh! Hey, everyone, brace hey, yourselves. Hey Siri, change the lights to yellow. Ta-da. Oh my goodness, that's like a nice yellow. Yeah, it's kind of nice. Okay, let me try this. Let me try this. Hey Siri, turn the lights to blue. I have to do it. Hey Siri, turn the lights to blue. Oh. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, unfortunately, now, if someone's listening to this, we probably just annoyed the hell out of them. No. Because we, we may have changed their lights. Well, if you're listening to this, uh, maybe <laughs> check out the YouTube. Maybe check the out the YouTube. YouTube video. Check it out. Check it out. All right. Um, I wait, don't wait. Know anything Hit else the like. It. Subscribe. Oh, yes. We can. That's, that's what you do on YouTube. I have yeah, to hell like yeah. <laughs> Mm, I think we should give it our. Oh, look this! Look at this lighting. You look great. You look stunning. <laughs> the iPad lighting. Hello. <laughs> it's it's your natural, natural state of existence. Oh, look at oh look at those gorgeous notes. You always have such nice notes. Mine, <laughs> not so nice. Just plain old handwritten notes, like some ancient antiquity. I think that's vaguely paradoxical, but it doesn't matter. Um, it is vaguely paradoxical. Um, but anyways, <laughs> Jamie, hey. what do you rate this episode? Uh, okay, <laughs> I am going to give this episode a... Uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to give this an, uh, an eight, 8 out of 10. Is that... Um, am I rating these out of 10? I know I usually say something ridiculous. I'm gonna rate this a flying space penis out of ten, <laughs> and I mean it in a good way. Uh, I uh, <laughs> I meant to give my rating first. You beat me to it. Oh, I'm just oh, the, the uh, same rating. <laughs> I, I I prematurely rated. Um, <laughs> We're totally aligned on our yeah rating yeah. Um, I mean, I'll just say yeah. I mean. I thought it was a great episode in the sense that the idea behind it was awesome. Uh, as a 21st century human who doesn't get to deal with any of that technology, um, it was great to be reminded that uh, a lot of these mundane things are actually quite terrifying, or can be terrifying, uh, and that space is scary. Um, and technology can be a little scary. Um, I thought the uh, it was my introduction to Lieutenant Barkley. Um, Really interesting character, well acted, and uh, and and I was glad that they didn't put too much assign too much importance to the actual mission, uh, which which wasn't that interesting. But they knew not to. So um, yeah, it was great, great, solid eight out of ten. Excellent. I just adjusted my lighting. <laughs> you you it's manually adjusted your lighting, <laughs> like some ancient antiquity. Starfleet boy is such a long show. <laughs> <laughs> like we have to traverse from like day to nighttime. It is, <laughs> it's yeah. Like, it's like so crazy. We right, so <clears throat> we go. Um, on. I give it. I have to agree with like some of the stuff that you said in your summary about the effects. Not or, or I don't know when we were talking about. Like you said, like the effects weren't, you know, the greatest. Like and things like that. But um, I do think the remaster, like the original effects, were kind of like a lot worse. And in the, the remaster, I found it delightful to see how the 
you know, transporter field looks and things like that. Um, but it's did, it did still feel like the, the worm penis slash foreskin thing was, uh, <laughs> was not quite thought of well thought of and yeah. like it moved, it moved in a clunky manner and it looked, mm. it definitely looked like a puppet, a puppet. Yes. Um, yes. You know? And so it was definitely like a failure of the episode. And I think like, you know, <laughs> so I can't, I can't in good conscience give it a, uh, a higher rating than eight, but the reason it gets an eight for me is just the performances were like outstanding as usual at this level, at this point in next generation. Um, and uh, there's a lot of thought provoking concepts. And I do, I, I have to say that like, I actually found myself remembering those things uh, as an adult and it's nice. And we had some of that introspection in our discussion even, which was, you know, for, for better. Shared. Uh, but I think that many, <laughs> many who watch will also feel that. Uh, so yeah, an eight is uh, an eight is the uh, the rating for this episode. I agree. Yeah, I love agreeing. Uh, yeah, so uh, eighty minutes later, we uh, come to a close. Um, I had I had a gr- I had the time of my life. So did I, uh, and I and I owe it all to you. <laughs> I owe it all to you. And um, lift us up where we belong. Just to bring it's back. true. Yeah. It's true. Uh, <laughs> Jamie, thank you for doing this. Uh, uh, no I, problem. Start. I will. Point. We'll continue our conversation offline. Audience, I'm sorry you can't. I know it's enticing, but you can't stick around. Yeah. Uh, for more, I, I apologize, but you got. We got to like follow some kind of decorum and be professional. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we have to be professionals. It's yeah. True. All right, so you'll have to pay for the meet and greet if you want to talk with us more. All right, translate this to French, please. Uh, okay. As, as the job of the translate, the official Starfleet boy French translator. Um, oui. Also, Sean speaks French, who's who's on many of the episodes of Starfleet Boy. But you're the official translator. I'm gonna let him know. Oh, I'm flattered. All right. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, live long and prosper, and we'll see you next time. Uh, live long and prosper, et on vous voit la prochaine fois. I don't know how to Beautiful. say live long and prosper in French. Um, but you didn't do the. Can you do it? Are you able to? Oh, it's oh, right it's... hand, but it's supposed to be right hand. Oh, right hand. Yeah, that's right. There you go. All right, now say it again. Live long and prosper. Live and long and prosper. À la prochaine fois. <laughs> nice. Yes. It's Thank actually you. à la prochaine. Sorry, let me do that. Okay. Live long and prosper. À la prochaine. There you go. I looked into the camera for it too. So if you're watching on YouTube. That's awesome. Merci beaucoup. Baby blue eyes. All right. Au revoir. Au revoir. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs>